Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Now I'm on. I'm sorry. I have my headphones on inside out and upside down. How you doing? Welcome to the show. It's uh, November 20th. Um, I have to uh, say that I'd rather be listening to Sondland's testimony. <laughs> I know that he is uh, still in his opening uh, statement. Um, I did listen to um, much of it. It sounds like he's, um, well, I'm not going to suggest, but he his, he complained uh quite uh, clearly about his inability to have the documents that he needs to fully testify because the State Department and the White House will not release any documents that he, his own documents uh, that he needs. So he's uh, not going to be, uh, the president ain't going to be happy with him, although I suspect that uh, neither are the, I never say neither, neither are the uh, Democrats. I got a feeling he's going to try to thread needles and fudge this a little bit, but I get the clear uh, in, indication that he, he doesn't want to go to jail. Also, uh, Devin Nunez, in his uh, opening uh, statement today, might have even trumped his repulsive uh, statement of yesterday. I don't know. He, I mean, if we're, if we start making a list of the most repellent figures in this uh, Trumposphere, uh, Devin Nunez has a, uh, a, a high position in that pantheon. Uh, but there are so Many of them. So many. As Thomas Friedman in his column today, and Tom Friedman is a, you know, I've been reading him for decades. He's, I don't know, he's not given to strong language a lot, I don't think. He's very sort of measured. And he says, this today. Let me try to find it because I thought, geez, Tom Friedman. Um, or maybe it wasn't him. Oh, oh no, he's actually talking about Pompeo. And here, clearly, um, Sondland's going to set up Pompeo. <clears throat> um, there might be an effort to have Pompeo take the fall here for the president. I don't know. If Pompeo were ever to turn, um, it's all over. But I can't quite see that happening. Tom Friedman says of Pompeo, he calls him cowardly and slimy. Now that is just not normally how Tom Friedman would write. And I think, again, it shows how Trump has dragged us all into the slime. Uh, Friedman is uh, targeting Pompeo as one of the worst of uh, the people enabling this president and points out that everybody always says when they're referring to the Secretary of State that he graduated first in his class at West Point. You know, I'm reminded that John McCain like barely graduated West Point. I mean, he was way down. But let's look at those two men. And I again, I, I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about character. And one, John McCain had a core of uh, an honorable core. I don't think there's any doubt of that. He wasn't a perfect man. He wasn't always true to uh, perhaps 
uh, what uh, his principles were, but came pretty damn close. So graduating at the top of your class doesn't say crap about who you are as a human being. I'm going to digress a little bit more. I read a wonderful, wonderful piece about Fred Rogers uh, last night. I I believe it'll be showing up in this uh, New York Times Sunday magazine this coming Sunday. It was written by my friend Jean Marie Laskus, who has been a guest on this show many times. And Jean is the person who really introduced me into Fred Fred's uh, life as she and he were very close and she writes a piece about about him and she quotes a lot of his song lyrics and the one where he he talks about how what makes a person a person is not the shiny things about you it's it's not it's Never the gaudy stuff, never the stuff that, unfortunately, in this culture, we seem to put all the value on. It's not your fancy clothes, it's not your big house, it's not your car, it's not your position. It is inside of you that's important. And reading that piece last night, you know, sort of, it helps to... Um, to sort of st- what's that word? What's that word? It, it it helps to, and I'm not coming up with it, solidify where we should stand in in our lives. To not lose sight, to not be blinded by that which we see. Because one of Fred's, uh, there was a quote from the Little Prince that informed his life. And it was about the fact that the most important things are the things you cannot see. This would all be lost on these horrible human beings who now hold such power in our country. So Friedman points out that, yeah, Pompeo graduated at the top of his class, but the reality is he is last in his class in terms of ethics and leadership. And I would argue that those are a heck of a lot more important than your grades. And one of the reasons that Friedman is just so disgusted by Pompeo is, to quote him, that he violated a cardinal rule of American military ethics this first in his class, West Pointer. And that is that you look out for your soldiers and you don't leave your wounded on the battlefield and you certainly don't stand mute when you know that a junior officer is being railroaded by a more senior commander, if not outright shot in the back of the head. Pompeo's refusal to come to the defense of the honorable people who serve in the State Department the fact that he stepped aside and allowed them to be slimed and slandered says all you need to know about his character. 
I just... I just find it incredible how many bad people there are in positions of true power and authority in our government. How many cowards. And Jean Marie Laskus in the New York Times piece says that a lot of people do question now what would Fred make of this time that I thank God he didn't live to see. And I have always thought that he would just be so brought low by it. But Gene thinks that he would have just continued to fight back in the way that he fought back, which is by creating, creating essentially art. She makes the point that he really was an artist and an extraordinary creator. Anyway, I... The thing I couldn't quite figure out how to give voice to yesterday, this this uh, was the I guess cognitive dissonance is is what it is. But this naturalized American, this immigrant, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, who testified yesterday, and who has been slandered, slimed by innuendo and I by the Republicans and the White House. Again, a man of true character. And I couldn't get out of my head how he reassured his father that he would be okay. Don't worry, Dad. A father who grew up under an authoritarian government in the Soviet Union and who left everything he knew, his language, his culture, his family, running with his three boys. His wife had died and he was a single dad with three children and yet he... He ran with them to a place where they could have a freedom he had not known. And there is no doubt that people who come to this country in that way are the greatest patriots, invariably. It's like people who convert to a religion are often the most, the Jewish word is frum, they they believe. And so there was something about Vindman yesterday saying to his dad, don't worry, dad. I'm going to be safe. I know, I know. If this were the Soviet Union, I'd probably be killed. But this is America, and thank you for bringing me here. But the cognitive dissonance was the reality that we knew that the U.S. Army was making plans to move Vindman and his family and his identical brother and his family to a U.S. military base so they would be safe. So what does that say about Vindman's, this patriotic citizen? What does this say about his sense of what this country his dad brought him to was, this beacon? Don't worry, Dad, he said. 
don't worry, Dad. I'll be safe. Don't worry, Dad. This is America. But I'm thinking, he's thinking, of an America that I'm not sure exists under this president. It's a dangerous place now. And it's a dangerous place for people like him who dare to speak truth to power, who believe in honor, who believe in what the promise of this country has always been. But that's not Donald Trump's America. That is an America in which people are threatened. Where people live in fear. Where children are put in cages. Where the fourth estate, the free press, is called an enemy of the people. Where, if you listen to Devin Nunez's opening statement today where truth has no standing where you create your own reality whatever serves your interests yesterday Republicans tried to take down this man they tried to suggest that he was not a true American that he was not a loyal American. They even asked him what language he was speaking when he spoke to a Ukrainian official who apparently jokingly offered him a job. These are awful people. These are awful people. As the New York Times editorial today points out, this is a Washington, Trump's Washington, populated by grifters, self-dealers, liars, and cheats who look at political power and see personal gain. There it is in a nutshell. That is the reality now of our country. Vindman said when he was asked by one of the congressmen yesterday, he was asked about saying to his dad, don't worry, dad, I'll be, I'll be fine for telling the truth. And he was asked, why did you say that? And he said this, this is America. And here, right matters. And I ask, does it anymore? Because the reality of the Soviet Union that he referred to, Vindman referred to, of a place that would not tolerate him speaking out and disagreeing with the high and the mighty above him. That would not be tolerated. In fact, he might be killed. But the reality is, as the New York Times editorial says, if the Republicans had their way, it wouldn't be tolerated here either.
So it's like a... Vindman still sees this... What increasingly to me seems like a cartoon image of America. A fairy tale. Because an America that believes in truth, an America... that stands for truth would never have elected Donald Trump. An America that believes in all men are created equal and freedom would not have elected Donald Trump. who openly campaigned on culling whole groups of people from one another, creating division and fear and hate, would never have elected Donald Trump. No, I look at Trump's America every day because, you know, I read newspapers and I read uh, magazines and I go online and I'm seeking out information. And on a daily basis, all that greets me is one horror story after another. Horror stories about being black in America. There were a number of them today in the news. Did you learn about the girl in Georgia, 16 years old? You know about this one? Who was keeping a notebook. Who was fully intending, had detailed plans to go into the Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Gainesville, Georgia and kill every black person in there. She is now in custody. No, Donald Trump's America is the America where just the other day, and did you see this? Two black men, cousins, walked into a uh, Nordstrom in Indianapolis, and they realized the whole time they were there that this white cop was just stalking them. They were very aware of it. They tried on stuff. They bought a lot of stuff. I couldn't believe they bought. They bought, They spent $1,000 on clothes in there. And then they walked back to their car. And lo and behold, the cop came after them. He wanted their identification. He wanted their license plate number. They said, Wh- wh- Why? And he said because of suspicious activity. The suspicion, of course, was their skin tone. And when they asked him again, why or what? He said, I got my rights to do anything I want to do. This is America. Trump's press secretary, did you see what she said the other day? Uh, it was on a, she was on some right-wing talk show. And let me find her exact lying words. Uh, she said that when the, when Trump, people moved into the White House, that they were greeted by signs, disparaging messages that were left all over the White House saying things like, you will fail, left by Obama's people. 
If that is true, why didn't we hear it then? Never heard that then, did you? Hmm? If that is true, wouldn't all these guys have taken pictures of these offensive notes and posted them? You never saw one, did you? No, because it wasn't true. Not one other administration official has made any similar allegations in the 34 months <coughs> that these Trump grifters have been occupying the White House. The Washington Post reached out to some of them, and, and one of them said, not in my office. Uh, of course, don't mention who I am. Uh, I don't want to contradict the frightening press secretary. Here's her words. When we came into the White House, I'll tell you something. Every office, every office was filled with Obama books and we had notes left behind that said, you will fail. You aren't going to make it. In the press office, there was a big note taped to the door that said, you will fail. The truth has no standing in these people's universe. No one, even in the Trump administration, has backed her up on this. Just made it up. What is with these people? Oh, and then because no one backed her up, she starts doing what they do, right? Oh, really? I can't believe you people are like making this into some big controversy. How silly. I'm not sure where the offices were, and I certainly wasn't implying that every office had that issue. I, I, I was just talking specifically about, I don't know why everyone is so sensitive, Several Trump administration officials who have gone on to write tell-all books, including some who worked in the offices that she said had this issue, have never, ever mentioned seeing any letters, notes, books, whatever. Now Grisham is saying, I personally received a lovely note from an Obama White House aide. So, never mind. Never mind. I don't even, are these people even capable of ever telling the truth? I, I I mean, I know. We've fallen down the rabbit hole and then some. I and I for one am am frightened. And I've I I I've always prided myself on not being a scaredy cat, and for the first time in my life I am frightened. I am. Um I'm just looking at some tweets. Sondland's testimony is an absolute wrecking ball for the president and his allies. Uh, worried White House tried to get a sneak peek at what uh, Ambassador Sondland would say. They were rebuffed. Um, honestly, there's so much going on in his testimony, I'm having a hard time getting track of who's getting thrown under the bus here. So there's some good stuff going on. Is Ryan, has anyone seen Ryan? Is he coming in? 
as you know, Ryan Dito, chief uh, uh, writer for uh, Pittsburgh City Paper, comes in on uh, the last half of Wednesdays, and uh, we usually talk about stuff. And uh, I don't think he's... That's not him. Anybody see him? Speaking of the devil, I need you. That's me. That is you. (laughs) I need you. God Almighty, Ryan. I'm sorry. My jacket's here. You listen to Sondland throwing everybody under the bus? Uh, I saw saw, saw some uh, tweets and stuff like that, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It won't amount to anything, right? Yeah. Well, I was actually thinking about this today in terms of, I mean, the the evidence against the president in these hearings so far. It's overwhelming. I, it's overwhelming. Right. Yeah, so they it's so damning. So that's it's why the Republicans like, have fallen back. So now their stance is, yeah, okay, yeah. so, but it's not impeachable. That's what they're going to do. They just won't. They won't. No, they won't remove them, right? Like the Senate won't. Because that's right. because because that's the barrier. Like he's going to get impeached in the House. Well, of course. Yeah, like by overwhelming margin. But they're going to yeah. say that but a president Senate, doing this, using his his power, yeah. for his own, yeah, is, is, personal yeah, gain, yeah. is or, not yeah. an impeachable. Or they'll just try effect. to like muddy the waters. But honestly, that's going to hurt a lot of senators because right. I don't know how it works, but it's going to because if if they pass it in the House, doesn't it have to go to a trial? Like. Does yeah. it have to go to a yeah, trial? Yeah, it has to go to a trial. Like, you know, McConnell can't just say, no, I don't want to do no, it. No, no, right? no, they've got to okay. do he it. He can do that with bills, but he can't do that with this, I guess. Right. Okay. They can, tie, you know, try with yeah. rulings and stuff yeah. to screw it up. Okay. And so Roberts, it, John Roberts will be uh, the the judge. He will be overseeing Oh, it. Justice John Roberts. Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't The know Supreme that Court yeah, judge. Yeah. My man. You're so young, you weren't around for... for <laughs> we haven't named a new well, one. Well, no way, well, you were no. around for Clinton. Yeah. Well, well, I was a kid. But Rehnquist was the Chief Justice. Uh, Rehnquist okay. was yeah. I, I obviously don't so remember my 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 Chief Justices from when I was twelve years old. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised as a future reporter. I would think you would be. Oh, I was I was just into Pokemon and uh, oh um, dear God. you know the San Francisco Giants at that time. You know, I was think I was. I was thinking. I was twelve. Don't give me an oh dear God. Okay. Was, <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah, that was like that was like our thing. I was twelve years old. That was literally made for us. That wasn't for younger Pokemon. No, my generation was like that's we got the we got the first Pokemon. Pokemon. It was a it was a video game. It became a card game. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. okay. I mean, I was thinking, you know, parents. It's uh, still around. It's you know, I was I was tortured by you know when kids are young. And you have to like watch what they watch on TV and oh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, I gotta tell you. <laughs> no, it's awful. I mean, I have some my my you know nightmare memories are um, Barney. Mm, yep. Do you remember him? Oh yeah, my sister loved Barney. Yeah. And um, he was a purple purple dinosaur. Dinosaur. Yep. It's a kid show. Like, and. Cl- um, it's an okay kid show because it kind of taught you morals and stuff like that and oh, how to get along. But it was boring. Yeah. And then, <laughs> no, wait, there was, um, oh, God, Power Rangers. Yes, that was also, that was also, yeah, my generation too. I Yeah, it was like come home from kindergarten and be like, record, like, like you know, sometimes we didn't get home in time, so you had to like record it on the VCR. Um, but yes, that was, that was huge. I had, I had the, the, the Megazord or whatever, and yeah. my my <laughs> aunt took me to some boring play when I was a kid that I apparently loved, but I also don't remember it because it was like probably really stupid. What a Power Rangers play? Yeah, they did like live action like stuff. It's kind of like when they do like Disney on Ice or something, but it like wasn't on Ice. It was just like a play. I, I don't know. I was like I think I was six years old. I can't remember. Uh, you know, it's interesting how your ent- most of your your life is absolutely um, lost. Oh, you and know, I, you know, yeah, I think I, about this with like child's entertainment because I'm like just like. Just take them to the park, you know? Like, it's really easy to entertain kids. Like, I mean, it it is and it isn't, right? In the way that sometimes things will just, like, totally entertain them that you, like, don't even know how. And then other times they're a hassle and it's really hard to keep them quiet and entertained on things. But I think that, like, going to, like, the commercialization of it is, like, really dangerous because you're just like, oh, well, Disney will do it. And they'll think cost you, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Well, I know. And they won't even remember it. Like no, me in my Power Rangers play, I barely no, remember you don't. anything about it. You know what I was shocked to see? I was, I was perusing papers today, 
It says what to watch for in tonight's debate. Hmm. I didn't even know there was a debate tonight. <laughs> There's been so many debates. I don't know. I can't. What? There's another what damn debate? And you know what time it starts? Uh, I don't know, 9 o'clock? Yes. Uh, okay, 9, nine well, o'clock Eastern. Well, it's like practically getting close to my bedtime. Yeah, but what, it's on I, the West Coast, right? Are they in California? Or where, where? Where is it? Uh, I don't know. Um, Where is it? I don't know. I thought it was. I thought maybe it was on the West Coast. All right. So whatever. So so maybe I'm it's, not watching. It's for West Coast audiences. I'm not watching. Um, I'm I'm going to. Um, I'm also not going to watch. Um, the premiere, the Pittsburgh premiere of uh, the Mister Rogers movie. Oh, today. cool. Where Where are they doing that? Uh, South Sideboard. Okay. Yep. And um, um, I came across this. Did you see this? Uh, Tom Hanks. Is turns out to be a sixth cousin <laughs> <What>? <laughs> of Fred Rogers. That's crazy. It is. That is crazy. Wow. This is like, look what it says. Sixth Ancestry.com did, okay. the, did the thing. Yeah. They share the same great, 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 great grandfather. Aren't we all six cousins of some well, of no, everybody? Well, no, not some of us. <laughs> some of you, uh, yeah. Well, you, if you, you're white. You, yeah, I mean, like, you within, white, within the same race. White, but even then, maybe. No, white Protestants. Oh, yes. Okay? Okay. I would say white Protestants, white Protestants. might all be yeah. related in this country. Probably. But, you know, I ain't related yeah, to anybody. Yeah. And um, so they share the same great, 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 great grandfather who... Um, I think served Johannes Mefford. Yeah, and and Mefford. 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 Wow. And uh, real last name. <laughs> three of his sons, who would then be there, God knows what, um, yeah. uh, served as uh, soldiers in the Revolutionary War. Oh wow. Uh, Fred's great 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 oh Fred's great 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 grandfather served in the Navy, was captured by the British <laughs> in 1782. Wow. And held on a prison ship in Barbados and Antigua until he was released ten months later. I bet he never knew that. Fred. Oh, definitely didn't know that. That is no so. Way. And Tom Hanks, great, 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 apparently fought in a skirmish at Chesapeake Bay. I didn't realize that they were both uh, had such deep American roots. You know, not. I knew not, Fred did. I didn't yeah. know Tom. Oh, but you know what I read about Tom Hanks? The name Hanks. Mm-hmm. Can you conjure that name out of any American history, Hanks? No. I'll give you. Give me a clue. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln Hanks. No. <laughs> you know what? You know when you talk to these youngins, they don't know shit. They don't know our history. Lynn, they I know, know a lot more right. than you on a lot I of things. I know that's true. <laughs> but don't you know? Remember Lincoln's mom died. When he was very oh, young. Oh, yes, I do his remember father that. His rem- father, no, one of his moms, whether it was a stepmom or the first mom, was Nancy <laughs> Hanks. Oh. Guess what? Yeah. That's so his, a direct his matern- relative of Tom Hanks. Wow. So he is, yeah, sort of he's, in the he's, larger he's, league. He's related Boy, to he's the related Lincoln. to a lot of Yeah. I guess, if, good but people. I guess, yeah, if you're, if you're, um, you're in America long. I mean, your family's in America long enough. My apparently, my mom's side of the family has been in America since like, yeah, like the late 1600s or something. Jeez. Yeah, not my dad's side. We were immigrants, but um. Well, you know, yeah. you know what? You I mean, know, we're so all speaking of all, an immigrant. All white so, people are immigrants. So this Vindman who came yesterday, the <laughs> lieutenant colonel, he was brought here by his father. Um, when he was three years old. Mm-hmm. And Sondland, who's testifying now, it turns out his parents uh, were running from another horror show, the Nazis. Oh, okay. So his parents are are German Jews okay. who first got out and made it to Uruguay. Okay. Where, you know, you just went wherever you yeah, could go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then made their way um, to the United States so both these witnesses are, you know, new. They're both the sons of people running for their lives, yeah. Man, that's crazy. and they end up the here yeah. in this Trump 
Trumposphere. Yeah. In an America where yeah. maybe, maybe people are flirting with yeah. autocracy. Yeah, sure. Maybe well, that's maybe that's maybe that's what maybe maybe part of that compelled them to to testify outside of a lot of people that didn't want to. Well, it could be. You know, yeah. both of them even Sondland testified despite the fact that the White yeah. House was trying to tell him don't do it. And even though he went and yeah. lied. Yeah. But <laughs> can we can we talk about Pat Toomey? Uh, I have some thoughts on 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 kind of speaking of more loathsome people. <laughs> um, I just have noticed uh, the senator's comments on this on yeah, kind of on this and like what's where he sort his, of threading well, needles always right. He's so he loves doing that, <laughs> and so I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen. I mean. You think it's possible he would vote to convict? I think it's possible he would vote to convict. I think it's possible. I don't. I'm not. I'm definitely not confident in that assessment at all. But because one, they're going to need so many Republicans to even get twenty. Yeah. Is that what they need? Yeah, they need sixty votes, right? And so they need more than twenty. Um, or I get. Mm, I don't know. I, I, th- I think they need sixty. It, yeah. No, they need six. Well. Yeah. No, they need more than sixty. Oh no. It's oh, that's right. They need sixty-six. So that's where. It, so so it's like nineteen, I guess, right? Okay. Because they're so 47. Toomey, Um. So some. I don't see how they get that. Number. Yeah. No. That's why. That's why it just seems impossible. But there are going to be some that are going to face some pressure, right? Obviously, the ones up for election, like, like, uh, Senator Gardner in, um, uh, Colorado, um. What's her name? Um, well, th- what's her name? Senator up in Maine, the, Collins. Yeah, Collins, Collins in Maine. Right. Yeah, right. Tom Tillis, and you know, all the ones up for election are going to feel intense pressure. But then there are other ones that are kind of like in 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 purplish states in in uh, areas where eventually they're going to like you know, 2022 is not that far away, you know. And um, I just think Senator Toomey, he's kind of always had a he's always kind of faced a lot of this pressure. It's been a very loud chorus kind of pressuring him from the liberal side right. to like act more like a moderate because I think a lot of people I mean that's how he sold himself right as as like this modern that terrible Philly mag uh, profile from years back <laughs> oh, such a, I just find and, him um, and yeah I think he's and he's gonna have he's gonna have legitimate challenges to 2020 right because like a lot of names are floating around like 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 Governor Wolf um, who's kind of old but oh, at the same no. time but well, he, but I mean, like, he just, he just crushed, he crushed in the election. He's clearly has a very, he has a very easy electoral path, right? Um, uh, you know, um, I think Fetterman has been wanting to, you know, run against well, him again. Well, okay, so Wolf and, and then Fetter- Shapiro, yeah. you know, Josh Shapiro, who I think might run and run for governor, but doesn't mean that he won't do that. Connor Lamb could be a possibility as well. I'm, well, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not, saying, yeah, as as a, as a leftist, it's like, oh, this sucks, you know. But in terms of taking down, no, Democrat, you just I want mean, a Democrat. Yeah, I mean, in te- you know, in in terms of replacing that, there are a lot of potential. Um, significant, powerful challengers to me that would probably be a lot better than Joe Sestak or, you know, Katie McGinty that he had oh, last time God. around. I mean, if you Jeez. think about it, you're talking about people who have already won statewide elections. Yeah. You know, or you're yeah. talking about people who 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 have won significant elections who are so no well-known wait, names. So Toomey's up in 2022? 2022, yeah. So I I don't know I I think he might I think he he's gonna he's he's definitely gonna do his Toomey <laughs> waffling thing before and so many reporters are gonna be like what do you think and he's like oh I'm not sure yet he's gonna wait for the last second and no. uh, I don't know we're gonna see how it plays out he might he I he find might... him so low profile do you ever see him anywhere I mean well I, I do because I, I pay more attention well, to yeah, him but yeah but if you're not I mean. Do you think most Americans would even recognize that name? No, I no. mean, I mean, I mean he's he's just, no, he's been like he's been sometimes he's been like mocked or something like that. But um, yeah, he he kind of has a little bit of a profile, um, higher profile because of his um, uh, gun control bills that he that he has uh, he co-sponsored with the the conservative Democrat in West Virginia, Senator Joe Manchin, and. Um, whether or not that kind of gives him a little thing, because he's like he's kind of like the gun control Republican, but I mean his measures are really weak um, in comparison Please. to what the Democrats want to do. Yeah. But there's something, you know. And um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I I I just think he's gonna be a really good um, litmus test, I guess, for how the Republicans are gonna go. Like 
if he goes, maybe other ones will go. But uh, like odds are, like ninety percent odds or whatever, are that you're only going to see the ones who are like up for re-election well, join. It's not even going to be close. Let's stop and and again know our American history. No president of the United States has ever been convicted in an impeachment. Is that right? <laughs> See, I knew. This will be news to you. Wait, what about Andrew Johnson? I thought Andrew Johnson was impeached. No, I think he he won by one vote. Oh. One vote shy, I mm. believe. Wow. If I'm wrong, tell me Let's immediately. Pull it, Let's pull it out. I do not believe that any... So only three have been impeached. Yes. Uh, no. No, two, I believe. Two. Nick, uh, I mean, Nick sorry. No, Clinton no, no. and Johnson. Johnson, yeah. And, and we're not okay. talking about LBJ. And, uh, right, Andrew Johnson. And yeah. Nixon would have been, but he resigned, he resigned. before the yeah. impeachment. He, he was, he was, it was going to be a big landslide against him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he would have been convicted. He probably, yeah, he would have been removed. Because back then, turned on him. back then, Republicans actually were capable of... Upholding the Constitution? Yeah. Well, uh, being independent, being I mean, uh, I'm, well, I mean, the media was so different. This was something I, I you know. well, there's a lot to do with it. Yes, that's right. Yes, but I mean, like, I, I think I was just texting my friend, and we were talking about the like evidence against the president, and it's just like, man, this is like really big. This isn't like me being like a lefty speculator, being like, oh, this no, is no. big or something like that. Like, this is like, oh my gosh, like you're you having these people that are just point blank saying the president told me to do this. There's no <laughs> all of this over and over, and why the Republicans say this is so boring. So boring, right? Because everybody is agreeing. Every the, yes, the president and it was exactly. quid pro it, quo. It lacks now pizzazz. We, you know, it just lacks <laughs> right. pizzazz. Now we have. It has to be a reality TV show. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh brother. Yeah, I had a guy text me yesterday, uh, message me yesterday that um, the ratings aren't aren't good. Yeah, but what, what? Who it's cares? the middle of the day. Like, uh, what yeah, do you mean the ratings? Guys, like, yeah, they're gonna go watch The Voice at night. Like, well, well, of course the ratings aren't going to be good. Jeez. What does that have, People have to like work? That? People have to work. I have to work. I'm not going to go and get on my Nielsen box and, and, and watch this show. I don't even have that. You know? Like, oh, that, I hate that. I hate that kind of, like, horse racing. They got kind of nothing like, like else. Analyst. They've yeah. got nothing else. And now where they were saying, well, there was no quid pro quo, now they have to acknowledge, uh, Yeah. Definitely also, also also, just to get back on this radiance thing, I hate it so much. Is, is look at the look at the polls. If you want to do another kind of like like broad kind of thing, like ratings and polls. So you say, oh, the ratings are low, but the polls nationally, like fifty one percent now want to impeach and remove him. Seventy percent right. of the country says he should be impeached. Seventy percent. That's huge. And then people go, oh, but what about the swing states? Like everything has to come down to the like the freaking electoral college. Like that's the only time we have to do things. We're basically saying that we should only decide things on elections, and that is not how the Constitution was written. We're basically you know? saying that only people who live in those big, square, depopulated western states – have any say and power in or, this country, or that and only suburban Pittsburghers, or, or that only suburban Pittsburghers have mad, a say. Right, right. There's people the who live in the whole in, country. People who live in urban areas. <clears throat> yeah, screw you. Doesn't matter. You know, and and well, and really, it really just comes down to that. Like this is why this is why the presidents come to Pittsburgh so much is because they're trying to sway. Allegheny County voters. That is basically it. It's like, which is crazy, or, or you know, Beaver County or Butler or whatever. And it's like, that is insane, especially for me who grew up in California. And like, we're at, like, that was the most, was and still is the most populous state. We have the most people. Like, you and know. And you've got no power at yeah, all. And we, and yeah. No oh, electoral yeah, power. Yeah, no. I mean, and, and, and so it's just one of those things where you just feel like, I, all my California friends, they're just like pissed. They hate it. They're like, why don't we get a say? Why don't we? Get a... They so gotta like... move to Montana yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> or, or they why don't they Pittsburgh. all just move to Montana and Wyoming and get those states? <laughs> it only takes six That's or seven of them. That's how you should live your no life. That's how you there. should live your life. It should be. Where does the electoral college yeah, tell me I need yeah, to move? Exactly. That's how. That's how Americans you should know, live their lives. You know, if you talk lives. about so young crazy. patriots, that's exactly what they should do. Figure out there should be a system, and they just go. <laughs> that and is so unfair. That is so unfair. Repopulate. <laughs> that's all right. That's then we'll a, get yeah, old yeah. retirees like mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll go. I'll go to Wyoming. 
Yeah, but you have to be liberal. But most old retirees are really conservative. Sorry, Lynn. Like, no, they're open. You know, come on. Florida. Why do you think Florida has like stayed red? Well, wait. Like, well, well, well. It's listen. A lot of them. Are. I. All the a snowbirds? lot of them are old hippies. All they're the they're like old feminists. Look they're at old. The, are you kidding me? Look at the polls, Lynn. Older people vote conservative. Look at go go to the exit polls for I, I you 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 don't, but I'm saying the majority. You know what we need is we need to shift those those older people to like really blue states so that they can just have their votes canceled. Out. Jesus they all need no, to go. we need to they get need rid to... of the yeah. electoral college, <laughs> oh, yeah. which that was would've... only put in there to to get the slave states on board. Yeah. you know this is. Yeah, no, I mean, right. yeah, and then this is and this is the kind of history I wish more people knew about. And it's not hard. There's like a kajillion articles out there. You can just Google it. Like it'll take you ten seconds to figure it out. Um, yeah, it, it it is really frustrating, and 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 I think it is playing out in these impeachment hearings. There's a reason why the Republicans don't feel the pressure to do this. One, it right. is the electoral college. That's right. Two, it's the media. You know, they have Fox News, Breitbart, um, you know, PragerU. All they these, have the entire AM radio dial. Oh my and a gosh, lot of the media. whole thing. Yes, right. like 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 all of these things that are basically telling all of their listeners don't listen to the right. facts like listen to my opinion that says the facts and they are really wrong. don't know though so there's a whole millions of americans who literally do not have a clue what's happening oh of course always i think that's always been the case there's always there's always been there's always been well, be a lot true. of people who way back like, when there know. was actually a party that called themselves the know nothing yeah <laughs> did they call themselves the know nothing party they were like anti-immigrant too right i feel well, like that sure. was like that. i mean it's always some nativistic <laughs> crap Ola. always i mean so in that regard right nothing's new here yeah but yeah. we do have a terrifying new reality that technology has brought us and that oh, yes. is the ability for these haters and misinformation um, purveyors to have extraordinary power and for bad one people, of them's in the white house right now stephen miller he's in the, he literally controls the president's immigration policy and he is just literally part of this network of he would bad be conservative misinformation no. about immigrants, like white nationalists. He's a friggin' Nazi. Yes, he is. He's a Jewish Nazi. <laughs> yeah. you from know, Johnstown. Well, His family's from Johnstown. I Did gotta you know tell yeah. you, who would, how, in the name of God, well, I've talked about this. I mean, is he so stupid that he doesn't realize that the people he's thrown in with don't consider him white? Yeah, I I don't what, well I don't know I don't know him? yeah I don't know uh, he's well, not a white you should re- according I, I don't to know them if, I don't know if you read any of this stuff from his time at Santa Monica High School yeah yeah oh it's so good but it, but it really it really just showcases what his mindset is he's just always been a racist hater that like grew up in this um um like uh, kind of upper crusty yet really diverse uh, region of the country Santa Monica which is right outside of Los Angeles and um. Yeah, and I think he was just like a, um, uh, like a, like 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 a really awful contrarian to it. Like he just didn't want to believe what this area is I think and, and what it does. And and now he's kind of like let himself grow into that, and he's attached himself with other natives, you know, other nativist politicians like Jeff Sessions before that, and now he's in the White House, and he's literally sending emails to Breitbart that are saying. Here's how you write anti-immigration coverage. He's literally reading. Well, he all throws the, into the. I mean, the white nationalist playbook. Totally. Yeah. I mean, totally. He's yeah. He he, he and and he's a fucking Jew. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't know. I guess maybe maybe. I mean, he clearly forgot his own family's history, right? Because his family's from Johnstown. They they were they escaped they escaped persecution to come over. And and then started in Johnstown and had success. And I think his uncle wrote like a political yeah, thing. Yeah, his uncle yeah, said we that was just like this is unbelievable how yeah. how 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 yeah. this guy can like they don't want in any yeah, way they, to have they, anything they, to do yeah, with and him. Yeah, they hate him, and and it's it's just unreal. But that's just the power of this kind of new media where like people can can influence. And what's so funny is like even the Washington Times has come out and basically said Stephen Miller has to go. 
and like they're a very conservative paper. The Washington Times. Yeah, the Washington Times. Well, because basically they, he is so alt-right nativist conservative that he has actually stopped any kind of progress that would probably have happened on immigration reform from a conservative point of view. And so even the conservatives want to be able to claim they had a trifecta yeah they could have passed a a a um a like legal immigration restriction like these other things that 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 like anybody who's like you know a liberal or anything like that is like why would you do this this is bad for our country it's bad for our economy but they still could have passed it but because they would have to just give a little olive branch to like make sure that daca people can be you know, citizens eventually that, you know, Stephen Miller was just like, no, absolutely not. And basically just like put up the blockade. And I, I, I read this editorial in the, you know, Washington times. I was just like, he's the reason we don't even have the goal that we wanted, you know? And it's just like, so like, it'll never get fixed because he's such a white nationalist. He's such a white supremacist that it's just like, it's like he wants all the immigrants punished and gone. You know, that's his end goal. And it's awful. He's so awful. Yeah. You know what? I had a thought, and I've been meaning to voice it, and I, I let me voice it now because it popped back in, and back to mm-hmm. uh, Ukraine. <laughs> the president has the right to uh, have an ambassador removed, right? Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't they? Why did they have to slander her. Why wouldn't they just remove her? Why did it have to have this effort to like undercut yeah. and root, which drew attention? Yeah. Which drew. Because they're what? dumb. I, think. I don't know. I, I think because I mean, like if you wanted to. So there's this like there's this narrative post Trump that like Trump is magic, right? That like there's this idea that like he just like figured out this magical thing and that's how he won the presidency, even though he was like unknown. He's not. He's just dumb, He's and he basically stupid. relied on this nativist culture that had been building up in America that we didn't really realize was there, and he took advantage of it hardcore. You talk to all those people who like switched to Trump, who came out to vote for Trump, a lot of them it was just like the wall. It was, well, I want the wall, or those immigrants took my job. Like, I don't know why we keep ignoring this. Like, it's so obvious, you know, at this point. Like, Johnstown, Manessin, all these towns that were supposedly like these, like, this is where the Trump country is. Their economies are still awful. They're still falling apart. Those and they, and they want to blame the brown apart. people. Exactly. And so it wasn't about this economic anxiety that drew them to Trump. It was that it was, it was this nativist racism, basically, that had been building up. That, that Stephen Miller has been a part of, that network that has been building this up since the 70s, thanks to John Tanton, thanks to Cordelia Scaife May, that have been building this up. I don't know why we want to keep ignoring it. It's just like so – it's like to not even bring it up, even as a partial reason that it could have been, is well, just like burying Trump, our heads in the sand. How did Trump announce his – I mean that's all he was doing. His it was literal a, announcement was the Mexicans bur- are Mexi- rapists. Rapists, murderers, and, then, and that was preceded by years of – Where's Trump's birth certificate? Yeah, and yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Obama. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I want Trump's birth certificate because I don't think if he's a human being, I then want I, – I, you think he is human? Yes. He could be a <laughs> – I want out. I do uh, not want to share any yeah. – uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Oh, dear. Well, I got to go listen to Sondland. Okay. Sondland time. Does he have a nice voice like the other guy? Who you know a... what? Sondland does have a nice oh, I, I hadn't good. heard. I thought, oh, that's what he sounds like. He sounds okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you think important. Vinland had a nice I, voice? No, no it Vinland was, did uh, not. I, Vinland I, I did forget not one of the first guys. Like Had a really nice voice. Like Henry or something? I can't remember his okay. name. I'm forgetting. Vinland needed to elocute more. You know, he was like... <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of he's a mumbler. <laughs> yeah, he was a, he's a mumble. He'll, <laughs> he'll fit in well with Yinzers. You yeah, know? right. Okay. <laughs> Well, as usual, thank you. Absolutely. I, I was just despairing because I had nothing left to say after I said the country's fucked, we're dead. <laughs> and then, you know, that's my usual show. And then I need. Okay. Now usual I have to favorite. go get on the one slightly working elevator and see if I can get out of here alive. I got you, Cab, no idea. We're not going to be here forever. Only one more month, right? We're moving. No one told me. We told you. Wait, Lisa Yeah, but didn't I, tell nobody, you? no. 
I'm not going to be here in a month. We're moving. We're moving to a different. You th- are they? Do they? Were they going to have, have a studio? We got something for you. Something for me. Yeah. <laughs> With studio, we're in a conference room. <laughs> I like it. Everyone likes this the best. It is nice. Of all it is my, nice. I know. Yeah. And who knows what the lighting will be? Yeah. You got it. I'll end up looking like a horrible. I want lighting. I, we'll figure it out. And I don't even know where we're going. Four, four Smithfield Street. The other side of town. Well, other, how the other hell side is downtown. the bus supposed to take me there? You have to walk a little bit. I'm an old <laughs> lady. It's the winter. God. You gotta get a bike. You All can, right, get you out can, of here. You can ride the bus lane. We actually did a too. whole half hour to that. I the word bike never coming in, and you got it in right at the last <laughs> minute. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoint of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.